0: The service of prayer and preaching for the 21st Sunday after Trinity, October 15th, 2023. The opening hymn is LSB 533, Jesus Has Come and Brings Pleasure.
1: has come and brings pleasure eternal Alpha Omega beginning and end Godhead humanity union supernal O great Redeemer you come as our friend Heaven and Earth thou proclaim Jesus has come and brings pleasure eternal. Jesus has come, now see bonds rent asunder. Fetters of death now dissolve, disappear. (coughs) See him burst through with a voice as of thunder. He sets us free from our guilt and our fear. Lifts us from shame to the place of his honor. Jesus has come, here, the roll of God's thunder. Jesus has come as the mighty Redeemer. See now the threatening strong one disarmed. Jesus breaks down all the walls of death's fortress, brings forth the prisoners triumphant, unharmed. Satan, you wicked one, more oh now your master. Jesus has come, the mighty Redeemer. Jesus has come as the King of all glory. Heaven and earth, all declare his great power. Capturing hearts with a heavenly story, Welcome him now in this fast fleeting hour. Ponder his love, take the crown he has for you. Jesus has come, ye the King of all
0: glory. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, The name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: The Lord God is my strength and my son, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth
0: shout and sing for
1: joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The ah, Lord God is my strength and my son, and he has become my salvation. Glory My strength and my song, and He has become my salvation,
0: A reading from Genesis the first and second chapters in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was brooding over the face of the waters, and God said, "Let there be light, and there was light." And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, day one. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening and there was morning, the second day." And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock. And all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 119.
1: The whole world is in your power. O Lord, King Almighty, no one can gainsay you. For you have made heaven and earth, you are Lord of all. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Confirm to your servant your promise that you may be feared turn away the reproach that i dread for your just decrees are good behold i long for your precepts in your righteousness give me life glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The whole world is in your power. O Lord, King Almighty, no one can gainsay you. For you have made heaven and earth. You are Lord of all.
0: Reading from Ephesians, the sixth chapter. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with a common responsory found on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is our gospel lesson from John chapter 4. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Habits, traditions, and rhythms of life are important. They're places in which much comfort is found and allows for a kind of security blanket in the upheaval of living in a sinful world. they are sources through which we live and sense at least in some ways a modicum of peace. The rhythms of our days, our weeks, our seasons are often so without thought that we hardly give them notice. They become really noticed when they're no longer running in smooth fashion. There were many lives disrupted this last week, have learned that we have learned through various news outlets, terrorist attacks, engagements of war, torturing and murdering of innocent lives, <clears throat> filled the airwaves from other countries. Well, these are not to be discounted. The disruption of lives is also happening in our own soil, in our own communities and even in our own homes. While they may not be on the same scale, they are just as disruptive and weaponized by the evil one to disrupt and destroy the peace of God which passes all understanding. One of the easiest examples upon which to draw is the rhythm of the week. For many, there is a natural rhythm to the week which begins on Monday. Even while the calendars begin differently, Monday is the unofficial beginning of the week, Saturday, and Sunday are considered the weekends, ends, not the week, end, and the week beginnings, and so one readily grumbles with Garfield the cat, "I hate Mondays. Why hate Mondays? Is it not another day in which God has given you as a gift? No, it marks the beginning of what is complained by a disruption to my freedom that all too oft-disgruntled four-letter word, work. The rhythm of the week is one that we truly like to grumble and make miserable on our own. We will not only chafe at working during the week, but when given the freedom on other days, we fill our time with our own kinds of work. There's no peace in many homes because there is constant going, constant working, and no room for rest. It is little wonder that There is a great drought for peace. To be sure, the rhythm of the week is lived by people, but is marked and filled with the God whom they serve. To be fair, many will work all week long, work a bit more on the weekends, then rest on Sunday to be in God's word and sacraments, surrounded by the communion of saints and resting upon Christ, kneeling at his altar where his eternal rest is won on the cross, is given through his body and blood. Others worship at a much different altar. For many in America, many will worship on Sunday at the altar of the television or the internet streaming devices. Some have no other choice and are limited to not coming due to health, for example. But many others who have the freedom choose for one reason or another to not be present and rest in God's word and sacrament, which was one of the points of last week's sermon. Still others will drive to the temples of stone and metal that house literally thousands of people to watch men play a game. They will watch in eager anticipation as one team, hopefully theirs, will score more points than the other and come away with a victory in this epic battle of man's physical strength and the cunningness of certain coaching. The big sport this time of year is football, but it happens with many of the sports. After the game is completed, the natural rhythm of the week finds itself Again, in a fascinating phenomenon, the armchair quarterbacks and the Monday morning quarterbacks come out of the woodwork. If you're unfamiliar with the terms, a Monday morning quarterback will dissect every play and every mistake made by the quarterback on Sunday, and then they will proceed to give their analysis of how they would have done better than the quarterback or how they are smarter than the coaches. I wouldn't have called that play. Here's what they should have done. One of the most bizarre things to me happens after the games at any level. There are radio shows that will pick apart and rant and rave over this one game for hours and hours and hours. This is not done just by professional analysts. Anyone and everyone has the ability to call in or tweet their own analysis, to which the professionals respond, and many times with very belittling words. None of that is all that odd. What's bizarre is that people continually do it week in, and week out. What does this have to do with our text for today? Well, Jesus is approached by a Roman official. The Jews and the Romans did not get along so well. Jesus is walking through Cana, the same place where he had turned water into wine at the wedding feast. And he is approached by a Roman official, a court official of the royal family. At first glance, one might anticipate a bit of consternation and guardedness as to what type of encounter is going to ensue. Is the tension between these two opposing groups going to end on a happy tone or with tension and conflict? Is the rhythm to continue or is there going to be a disruption? This particular day, Jesus meets with a man of faith. This man asks Jesus one simple question Can you heal my son? This man comes to Jesus because he knows that Jesus is the one who can do great things. He knows of Jesus' miracles and signs. He knows of the power that, that Jesus wields. And the decision of whether or not his son will live falls to the play card from which Jesus will call. There's a recognition of our epistle reading, Ephesians 6, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. On the gridiron of life, the man stands on the battlefield and comes to the place where he knows he can find the power and strength, where he can find the man to call the plays and execute the play with pinpoint accuracy. He knows that God is a God of order and pinpoint planning and execution down to every detail. You heard the creation account. Read again, where the great and perfect order of God is recounted. Everything has a purpose. Everything was perfect. Each detail had to be done before the other detail could be accomplished. Each portion was created for a specific purpose. Each member of creation from the human being to the heavens above were created in a specific relationship down to the last detail. The exactness. Of God's perfect play calling extends after the fall, even after man's fall into sin. Mankind is given a specific and detailed plan on how we are to show and live our love for God with our whole mind, body, and strength, what it looks like to love our neighbors as ourselves. Every detail on the playing card of life from the first to the tenth commandment were given with such precision, such exactness, that there's not one stone left unturned for God's holy desire for us and for our happiness. He even gives to mankind a natural rhythm to life. In six days, work is to be done, and the seventh day is to be a day of rest. We no longer have the same strict observance of of no work done at all on the seventh day under penalization of the government, but the purpose of the commandment still remains in effect. We cannot go on forever, 24-7, with no rest. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, we just can't do it. We work... And for one day, we're given the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus as he pours out his words of grace, his body and his blood, his gifts for us in abundance. We sit and rest as he teaches, fills, and gives. Weekly, we are given the opportunity to be strengthened in his might. Our armor is buffed and polished for the fight against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This natural order of creation designed for our benefit, the man in our gospel text recognizes. Here again what happens. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. This man came to Jesus, or this man came to where Jesus was speaking. He heard the play, he saw the call, and he believed the word that Jesus spoke. We are even given the rest of this man's story, and we find there is no Monday morning savoring for the official. He didn't talk about how he would have done things differently or called a different play. He didn't analyze everything that Jesus said or did not say. He simply believed and did his work. When he was told that his son was healed, he only asked to know what time the boy was healed. He already believed in Jesus' word that it was done. Faith is knowing where to come, knowing where to find Jesus, and then believing what he says. Faith is believing without having a visible sign. Jesus retorts, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. How many have forgotten how to even recognize signs? Creation itself is a sign of God. My eyes Ears, reason, senses, government, health, self control, good friends, faithful neighbors, spouse, and children are all gifts and signs. The very fact that we poor, miserable sinners have any comfort, any rest, any happiness, any contentment, any peace at all is a sign. The reality that my wife and I, or my children and I, can live in the same house and not fight or kill each other, that we can love and forgive and trust together is a wonderful, is, is a wonder and a miracle. There's a house full of six sinners living not too far from this church building, and the very fact that we can forgive and grow together is not just a wonder of God, but it's a most blessed gift of God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, like the man we believe, the words that Jesus, that God himself wrote, he wrote on creation— He wrote on redemption. He wrote on sanctification. We don't have to second-guess what he has said to us. We believe, and then we go. We leave this building in the strength of his might. We know the weak will be weary, but we look for the natural cycle of the weak to return, and we can come and rest again, continuing until we lay our bodies to rest to wait for the resurrection. As we come and have our armor rested or restored and polished, we come as at the halftime of a football game. We come and we make adjustments to our assignments. What can we do differently or better? Because it is a battle out there. Our homes, our schools, our friends, our neighbors, our government, our world, our marriages are all battlegrounds. So we come to Jesus. And what do we get? We get the whole armor of God. We leave this safe place and enter the battle with the belt of truth, and not just any truth, but God's truth. We have the truth that will keep our pants up and secure so that we can walk in this battle secure. We have the breastplate of righteousness, like shoulder pads that shun away hard blows of the enemy. We have the righteousness of God that deflects and knocks and shocks of Satan and his allies. Securely fastened to our feet are the gospel of peace, like well-laced and perfect-fitting shoes. The good news of peace in Christ Jesus gives us firm and sure footing in whatever situation our feet may find themselves in this week. As an extra measure of protection, we have the shield of faith that can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. To keep with our football analogy, it's like a good stiff arm to a charging tackler. On our heads we wear the helmet of salvation. On the helmet is the team logo clearly marked for all the world to see. You baptized Christians on your forehead. You were marked with the sign of the cross as one who has been redeemed by Christ the crucified. You bear this helmet, God's helmet of salvation, for all to see which team you play for, which team you represent proudly. Your life is a litmus test for what you believe. Finally, you bear the sword of the Spirit, this place of rest our weekly gathering is a one-stop shop for all your Christian life gear. The best offense is a great defense, and the sword of the Spirit is one of defense. There are two words for sword in Greek, and the one used here is the one for a short sword used in defensive ways. With your armor restored and your shoes and your pads checked and your your swords of knowledge in the Scriptures sharpened and ready for defense from the devil, the world, and the sinful flesh, What will you talk about tomorrow? What makes a Monday morning Christian? We believe and we go. We hear and then we speak. We go and be neighbors and students and teachers and parents and children and workers and employers and spouses. And we do it all to the glory of God and the welfare of our neighbor. Christ has executed the play perfectly. Forgiveness and peace are yours. Today is the beginning of a new week. Tomorrow is not just a grumbling about Monday, but it is a day the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. As you live through the rhythm of this week, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, may you ever hear from him. Ever shall mine eyes behold thee, on my bosom thou art laid. Ever shall my love enfold thee, never shall thou lack mine aid. Neither Satan, war nor stress, then shall mar thy happiness With this blessed consolation, be thou firm in tribulation. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The office hymn is TLH 268, Zion Mourns in Fear and Anguish.
1: in moans in fear and anguish, Sion, city of our God. Ah, she says, how sore I languish, bowed beneath the chastening wrath. forsook me quite, and forgot my sorry plight. With these troubles now distressing, countless was my soul oppressing. Once she mourns, he promised plainly that his help should e'er be near. Yet I now must seek him vainly in my days of woe and fear. cease Will he not renew his peace Will he not show forth compassion And again forgive transgression Zion, surely do I love you Thus to her the Savior saith, Though with many woes I prove thee, And thy soul is sad to death, For my truth is pledged to thee. Zion, our How dear to me, deep within my heart I've set Thee, that I never can forget Thee. Let not Satan make Thee craven. He can threaten but not harm On my hands thy name is graven And thy shield is my strong arm How man could it ever be I should not remember Thee. Fail to build Thy walls my city, and look down on Thee with pity. Ever shall mine eyes behold Thee. My bosom, thou art laid. Never shall my love enfold thee. Never shalt thou lack mine aid. Either Satan worn nor stress then shall mar thy happiness. With this blessed consolation be thou in tribulation. Amen.
0: In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the sick and the dying and for all those who care for them let us pray to the lord lord have mercy finally for these and for all our needs of body and soul let us pray to the lord lord have mercy christ have mercy lord have mercy o lord keep your household the church in continual godliness that through your protection she may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen.
1: chief endeavor through law
0: bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 734, I Trust, O Lord, Your Holy Name. Mm.
1: sword. Almighty Lord, who can resist your power?